Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome back. My next guest is Celeste Ntuli. She's a South African comedian and actress, and she's popularly referred to as the queen of Zulu comedy. She's also known for being the first local female comic to record a one-woman show DVD. How apt to have you on on Women's Month. Celeste, thank you so much for your time this evening. Hello, hello. Hey, Celeste, can you... Yes, good, I was good. listening to my old biographer and thinking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've come so far. <laughs> How you you doing? have. And, 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 you know, this is, uh, we shouldn't only be celebrating women in, uh, in August. I think we should be celebrating yeah. them all year round. Well, for me, I, I must not lie. I have nothing much to complain about because August happens to be my birthday month. So I feel like... I'm a queen twice. <laughs> Yay! Best wishes to you for the birthday. <laughs> Thank you. So, Celeste, as you were saying, you have come a long way, but I'd like to hear about your journey. I mean, how did you, how did you enter this industry? I know you from KZN, from Eni, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, now, now you know the world is your stage. Tell me, yeah. tell me how it started. Well, I started doing comedy in 2005. I was still a call center agent. And, uh, yeah, and for me, it was just the money for the weekend. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> well, I will have money to turn up. Um, uh, because like, I didn't think of anything for the beginning. I, must, I, was, I didn't think of it as a career, just to do comedy. And, you know, because I thought, ah, I must have a job and stuff. Um, so 2005 and 2010, I decided to completely teach everything that I was doing and I did comedy as my full-time career, not mm-hmm. even a job. And in 2009, I had joined So You Think You're Funny. So mm-hmm. on SABC1, which was like an idol's competition for comedy. I don't know why they stopped okay. that show. That's great. So I, I came yeah. out at, at number three. I was a top three. And then I didn't win. <laughs> yeah, and then I decided after that I must do comedy full-time. I did comedy full-time until I came to Joburg in 2012. Then I got Ishibaya on 2013. Hmm. So that's the story of my life in a nutshell. Okay, so comedy was obviously a passion, right? It it wasn't because there was more money than the call center. No, 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 no. Like, it was, for me, it was crazy that I must be paid for this thing that I do at the party. <laughs> what I tell stories and people laugh. Okay, yeah. now, they want, now they want to pay me for this? Dope, you know? For me, it was really not something. I didn't even look at it as a, as a craft. I think I say this in, in a good way because mm-hmm. comedy comes so natural to me. No, everyone that knows me, they are not surprised that I'm a comedian. Okay. So I, I, never, I never felt... This is at first I never felt it's a it's like a job until I got to understand the adrenaline before you do read the craft because mm. you can know something. That's why there are so many funny people out there, but who couldn't be comedians because once you say now I'm a comedian, you take it serious as a craft. There are other skills to learn from it, like how to read the crowd, the timing, the rhythms, all those things. It's not just you, you understand that there's you must go far and beyond to tell the story. But 
in a short space of time because COVID is a kind of different craft than acting. You tell the story, mm. but the timing is of essence. It must not be too long. You know, when someone tells you a joke and you start yelling, like, ah, okay, what the <laughs> <laughs> So you must hit the punchline quick, fast, reason. Yeah. People must not be bored. So it's, it's the adrenaline of it and the, and the actual act of acting and, and being alive on stage, which I think... Almost all comedians in the world we miss that. We realize as comedians that as much as yes it's a career and we end from it on a on a mm. spiritual level we earn a lot by performing from people for people and live on stage. It's another thing. I suppose it's just so important and I wonder if just you know, if, if everybody in the world I I don't think everybody gets the opportunity to do something that they absolutely love and yeah. um you know, uh, uh, I mean, that feeling is just amazing. And then to get paid for it um, is yes, even yeah. better. But, I mean, it's no laughing matter if you don't have any money. So what, oh, yeah. When, oh, yeah. when when did the money start rolling in for you? I mean, what what's your relationship with money? Ah, um, well, my relationship with money is, I won't lie, you have it, you spend it. <laughs> oh, well, it's a horrible relationship. <laughs> but... but um, because I grew up, I was in retail. Uh, I, before, in between my call center jobs, I did retail. I was a bookseller, and I worked at the bookshops, mm-hmm. and I was a manager at the shop. So I understand that my dad, my, my family, mom and dad, we grew up with parents that had what you call your secondary economy, um, mm-hmm. tuck shop, you know, and around the townships. I was the tuck shop baby, you know, <laughs> with tuck shop kids at mm-hmm. home. So we will count money from like when they cash up at night. So my relationship with money, I'm not scared of money um, in a sense that, oh my God, if I lose it, oh my God, if I have it, if I have mm. it, I will spend it the way I need to spend it. And because somehow, somewhere, I think I learned the culture of when it comes to money, I'm a Nigerian, I pay cash. <laughs> I don't want to owe anything, anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you were listening to your earlier discussion. The tax season has officially opened. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Listen, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, don't, I think at this point, let's ditch the names of calling secondary economy, black market. Mm. If it's money, that's economy. Stop calling it anything else. Because at some level, I think, uh, like I said, there's eight of us in my family and our parents mm. made all the means to grow us all up. And, and feed us and clothe us all on this money when they only had tuck shops. And the only thing that was a selling point was my mom's fed cooks. So <laughs> I learned uh, at the earlier age that what you need to survive and to earn money, it's usually something that is within your means. And I'm sure you will understand. Like I always tell my friends, mm. well, at home we grew up like Indians <laughs> because the family thing and the money thing is always intertwined. <laughs> so that's how I grew up. You know what? It's it's true though. It's true. It's you know there's certain things that we do that, and I'm sure you know you do in your family. I mean, if you talk about it, you were eight of you in your family. Imagine uh-huh. cooking dinner every night exactly. to feed Listen. the whole and, and family. For me, it was the horrible experience because my elder sister did uh, food and nutrition at school. You know when there was home economics. 
she was mm-hmm. she's a chef now and she went and ah. started to be a chef. So in, we grew up with the elder sister that loves cooking, that has cooking as a passion. So yeah. they were eating nice meals, baked this and that. And then when she left for us, I was the elder sister who supports to cook now. They were in trouble. <laughs> You didn't know. <laughs> you didn't pick up any of it. I picked up. No, I can cook, but you know okay. she had a beautiful skill of making sure that even if mom and dad are not at home, and now it's time to prepare mm. for dinner, she will find things to do, even if maybe that was not enough. She will find like let, let me cook shrimp now because it's going to be enough mm. for all of us, and go and get the spinach from the garden and this and that. Because she was, that was her passion. For me, if I opened the cupboard and there was nothing, I'm like, oh my god! Because <laughs> now, what, what am I gonna mix with what? <laughs> she was good with the thing because it was her passion. She tend to economize on it. You know, she would bake a bread if my mom and dad woke up for whatever reason we didn't have a bread. She would bake it. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to break a bread. Uh, no, bake a bread. So like. Like things like that. Like she was, she was very. I think when they, when she left, mom and dad felt the pinch because <laughs> mm. I was not that creative, you know. So <laughs> if there was nothing, there was nothing. I'll be like, ah, there's nothing. Why you guys are not eating? So <laughs> Shame. that was the whole there is, thing. You know, I do think there's there's economics involved in feeding your family. I mean, it's very important. I mean, you know, you could have an English supper and, you know, have a bit of veggies and have some meat, you know, a cut of meat, but that's expensive every day as opposed to, you know, buying one kilo of meat, throwing in two or three potatoes and the entire family is eating a curry. So there is that economics of of cooking a meal. So we know that definitely. So did you get that down to a T now or are you still working on that? Uh, well, because now I don't have a family, I don't have kids, like, you know, mm-hmm. I live as some sort of like a bachelor. If I still cook, you know, I love cooking, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, now, I, I learned to love it, or I didn't love it mm-hmm. at first. Now I'm like enjoying creating this, copying this recipe from this book or whatever, or asking my sister mm-hmm. this other whatever recipe. There are two things, but because there's not, I don't live in a household where there's many people now. I don't get to cook those big meals. But when I'm home, I'm very good with the big meals. I, I can now mm. wait to say, okay, this is, this is going to be fit. Because, you know, when we're home, I'll go home now to visit my mom and my siblings and then the cousins and the whatnot will pitch out because I'm there. And then, of course, we must have a big whatever dinner. I know how to mm. cook for that now because I'm, I'm, I was used to it as much as like, there were too many people in my house I was growing up. I never had a space where there was no one. So, but now where I stay, I mean, I can even I can even get away with the takeaway of a salad, eat it over two days, I'm dieting. So it's it's kinda of minimal but you know because it's expensive now to buy in bulk. You yeah. rather buy because now things expire and things like that. But I do cook from time to time. I keep my household though as if there's someone who might pitch up because that's how I grew up. Mm. As much okay, as I'm by myself, you know. I don't buy one can of cold drink or whatever water, no. Okay, so you're ready for guests. That's another economic thing, a cultural economy. Because we are born up with this thing. It's like a part of Ubuntu, but now the economy Uh, You can't feed yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, you you can't feed yourself. But listen, you are on your own now, and that must be 
very different from growing up in such a big family, right? With having yeah, so many yeah. siblings. So what is it? I mean, do you spoil yourself? What are you spending your money on? I spend my money on travels. I must mm-hmm. say. Okay. I, I'm not the one for um, a very much expensive bag, this and that. Um, okay. Luckily, I stay with my sister who's a designer and a stylist, so I can get away with more than dressing up. <laughs> I don't have to wear brand names as such, you know, and I'm okay. not the one for those. But I love quality stuff, but I spend my money on travels. I, 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 I think it's also something that has to do with home. My dad didn't mm-hmm. want us to take any trips. <laughs> that was our thing. Like, oh, we can't take trips. It's either he'll tell yeah. you that it's expensive or you're going to get lost. You know, <laughs> or something like that. Um, so, yeah, and, and, and we grew up when, when, when there was a cut and the freedom fire and ANC fighting local politically. Mm. So when we were growing up, my dad would just say, hey, either you're going to get lost in the wars and stuff and be scared. So, but yeah. we want, but I've always wanted to travel. So I think it's it's something that I also, I think I must always, <laughs> I either get paid from it now because it tells my money. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Like You're going to have to just tell more jokes. Yeah, I think it's the whole also, because to be a comedian, to be able to relate to everyone else, you must know people. Mm. Like, you can never be mm. a comedian. Well, maybe there are comedians who are like that, but I never understand because my inspiration, I love people. They, they, they energize me. I love engaging. I love conversations. So mm-hmm. uh, seeing new places where you are going to have to conversate, ask a question, probe, it's a, it's a beautiful thing for me. Like, it grows me somehow. And besides, that's because quite honestly, uh, lately it's all about pushing my work out there to be an international comedian because they use a space mm-hmm. for me. So um, that's, that's what I'm working on now, which makes me travel, and that's where I spend more of my money on. Like, mm. yeah, yeah. But are you, I mean, are you prudent with your money as well? I mean, are you making sure that you save and uh, put, well, are you managing all your money? I'm managing. I'm saving on, I, I would like to call myself people's investing. Uh, in other words, practicing person. <laughs> I do, I do extend to my closest people that, you know, I know that the situation will be better. I love family and, okay. and I'm the person that kind of mothers everyone. Now I'm going to do this. This can be good for you. Check this out. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, do you love that? Um, and then, and then sometimes I find myself involved in things possibly that I might not, but, uh, now I'm at a space where well, there's not much of that really. Um, uh, it's all about investing it in my work. That's that's mm-hmm. what I do. Just traveling and half of the other money, I do my own project. Like I will fund my work. The two shows that people see on TV that are my stand-up comedy, I funded those. I hardly get sponsorship mm-hmm. and stuff. So I work, I, I produce my shows. With with my yeah. money, that's what I do, okay. and and I get the returns later, <laughs> but uh, I do get the returns, you know. Um, mm. And yeah, and I buy and I buy cash. That's how I. I'm a very like, I buy what is needed, and mm. I help where I can, and you know, and I travel, and I think my luxury will be definitely traveling. I travel. Is there a backup plan? Not that you need one, I mean, but is there a backup plan for when you decide? Well, 
I tend You're to use condoms, so I don't care. Oh. I'll go home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> People are going crazy. Oh, oh my God, kids are going back to school. I don't really know <laughs> when are they going to school, whether they are not going to school. I'm a crew. I'm, a, I'm, I'm one of those. I don't have kids. I don't have anyone. So... I, I truly, truly am spoiled in that sense. I like, love it. I love it. That I, just is think, the... I just think for myself. That's it. Like, really, <laughs> I won't lie to you. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to try and find something deep here. No. You, I only you, had you... jobs. My mom kitchen. <laughs> that was my responsibility. <laughs> oh, you are hysterical. I mean, that is the best answer ever. If you have a backup plan, I don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I'm the backup plan. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just so much of honesty in that. I mean, kids are expensive. They will chow up all of your money. <laughs> when people are going crazy, who's going to teach them? My, my sister will call me and she's fed up. Her seven-year-old is fed up. Like, lockdown has caused a lot of chaos between parents and kids. And I was like, finally, I know why God was sparing me the trouble. <laughs> Celeste, I wish I wish I could talk to you more. I wish I could laugh some more uh, this evening. But you keep condomizing. Well done, yes. and it was it was awesome talking to you. And hopefully, we'll see you on screen soon. Thank you, no problem. Thank you for calling me on the show, which means that I will have money regardless of billions missing. No, I mean, you, you shared with us all of your pearls. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Celeste Tudy, South African comedian and actress. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. I'll be back again next Tuesday. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu. Every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.